Well, good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Your Community Matters, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. You're one source for great programming, wonderful shows, and I'd love for you to check them out at 1150kknw.com. That's our website, 1150kknw.com, for complete information about this radio station. Now, about today's show, it's a special time of year right now. We're obviously thinking of family, we're thinking of friends, and if you're younger, you're probably thinking presents and holidays and all that good stuff. Well, there are people that are also struggling, and in this community, throughout the Puget Sound, people open their hearts, they open their wallets, and do a great job. One such organization that has been at it since 1967, which is a great year, my birth year, is Fishline. And Fishline is actually out in um, in the Paulsbo area, serving Kitsap County as Fishline Food Bank and Comprehensive Services is the entire name. And I am very lucky to have, via the phone lines, Mary Nader, who is their executive director, and Linda Burris, market and facilities manager. Good day, ladies. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hi. Happy holidays, right? Thank you. How did it happen so fast? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know what really seemed to happen fast was the new facility that you put up right there off of uh, Viking in Paulsbo. What a beautiful facility, first of all. I had a, a chance to tour it with my wife and see all the great work you're doing, but it sure came together pretty quickly. Well, I think it might seem that way to you, <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, probably for four years have had the discussion and uh, it has um, kind of risen from um, the dirt, as we, as we said when we had our um, groundbreaking mm-hmm. many months ago. And uh, ultimately, we're still pinching ourselves that this is uh, reality and we're in it. And uh, we're so far functioning fairly smoothly for, for the quantum change that, that came with this whole process. Well, let's definitely so we feel very fortunate. Let's definitely talk about that change and all the good work that you're doing. But let's start off first with just a little bit about each of you. So Mary, maybe you can give the audience a bit of your background and how you came to be the executive director there at Fishline Food Banking Comprehensive Services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Linda and I started very much the same way. We started as volunteers. We were attracted to the kind of work that Fishline does. And we started off by coming and seeing how we could help and over time, we got more involved. And I was uh, I was hired as the volunteer coordinator back in the day when it was a little part-time job, and mm-hmm. we had about 75 volunteers. That seems so long ago, and it really wasn't. <laughs> and uh, and I did that for a little while, and then had the opportunity to become the executive director. I didn't have a background in nonprofit management, but they seemed to understand that, and were very patient with me as I learned. and And it's been an extraordinary journey and opportunity for me. So that's how it all began for I me. See, and I bet all throughout it all, you just sort of have this fire in you. Uh, wanting to help yeah. people. That's that's so rewarding. Linda, let's talk about your background and how you became to become the market and facilities manager, which, by the way, that is one well-run facility. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you. My, um, my bio is very similar, like Mary said, to her own. And uh, my husband and I were new to the community. We had uh, been long-time uh, residents of Colorado, and then a brief time and wonderful time in Alaska, and then decided uh, as we looked at places to settle that Paulsville just had a charm about it that was appealing. So 
we uh, put down some roots and decided if we were committing to the community, we should get involved. So we found posters uh, in several places, a coffee shop, about this place called Fishline. Mm. And uh, at first, um, hmm, is this a bait and tackle shop or what is this? <laughs> and then lo and behold, found out that it was a nonprofit and we both decided to volunteer. Uh, probably six months after I became a volunteer, this uh, the market manager's job opened up and I threw my hat in the ring and it's kind of uh, grown into the position I'm in right now. So Excellent. Uh, that was maybe almost five years ago. Well, from at least the outside looking in, you both have done a wonderful job to this point. It seems to me sort of a a new chapter for the organization is happening right now. Um, I we have lived in the Paulsbo area, wow, since about in the mid '90s, and I remember fish line then. And you're doing a great job, but it really seems like this is a new chapter. Maybe you can speak to that, Mary. Uh, talk about yeah. the groundbreaking, but then again, what's going on right now in, and as you move into the future? Right. Well, you know, Fishline's always been in the business of providing more than food. It's been the necessity because in the north end of Kitsap, there are very few social service agencies that are that are accessible, that are local. And so Fishline's always been stepping into that gap, helping people with food and housing, transportation, and many other uh, basic life services. Uh, but as the years have gone on and the population of Paulsville has grown and the problems have become more complex, it's behooved us to try to do as many services in our location kind of as a hub as we've been able to do. And it's made it possible for people to come to one place and, and have many of the situations that they're facing mm. uh, improve. And we could look at their lives a little more comprehensively and, and finding ways to make sure that the help that we provide is targeted at where, where the clients need it the most. And so those, as the years have grown on, gone on, we've been growing uh, to meet the need. And, of course, the facilities need to be able to accommodate that. And so we were on a, in a little building on 3rd Avenue that was 3,000 square foot and old, old dry cleaners for a lot of years until that no longer could hold us. So we moved to the Viking Avenue location that we're at right now and immediately began work on improving um, our storage capacity. And that evolved into the comprehensive services in the new market facility that you saw constructed here on our site. So the ability to bring together more providers and provide a more comprehensive suite of services so that we can tend to people in all the ways that they most need it has become possible with this new facility. Space is needed for that. You know, visibility is needed for that. Sure. Um, uh, the relationship with the providers through the years has been needed for that. And so that's why, in many ways, we step into a new world, because never before has Fishline been this comprehensive in the kinds of support that it's offering. And also, never before has it provided a place for other providers of other agencies to come together on one location. That's, a, that's, that's an excellent synopsis of everything there, bringing it to the current. Uh, Linda, I have a question for you because I may have made a mistake. Do you serve all of Kitsap or is it just a certain region within Kitsap? Oh, good question. Um, our, we have a core service area and we um, obviously there are other food banks in the coalition of mm-hmm. food banks that, that serve their core service areas. Ours is... Um, Paulsbo, Suquamish, and Keyport. Those are the main um, areas that we serve. However, we do um, register as well what we call out-of-area clients, and we have one day a week reserved where we will host 
the uh, folks from other food bank areas too, just because we've had requests to do so. Right. And uh, I always uh, feel like one of the reasons is that our um, our community grocers are so generous, and our our community at large is so generous with their donations that our food selections in the in the uh, market are often better than what sometimes folks can get in their own um, areas. So we're more than happy to welcome them in that one day a week. I see. I see. Well, I do want to welcome anyone who's just now tuning in to Your Community Matters right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'm Eric Creamer, your host. On the phone with me is Mary Nader, uh, who is Executive Director of Fishline Food Bank and Comprehensive Services. We're also speaking with Linda Burris, who's the Market and Facilities Manager. Um, I don't want to give out our website right at this moment. I'd actually like to give out the Fishline website because as you listen, a lot of our audience uh, ladies listen actually uh, while they're in front of their computer or, or via their phone. So if you can get to fishlinehelps.org while you're listening to this program, it'd be really helpful. They have a wonderful website, by the way. It's fishlinehelps, with an S, dot O-R-G. Um, if you're a bit old school like me from time to time, here's a phone number you can learn all about it, 360-779-4191. That's 360-779-4191. Now, Mary, uh, maybe you can give us a sense of the process and research that went behind the decision to build this wraparound service organization. It's amazing all that you do. Yeah, that's a super question. And really, because this sort of thing, we couldn't find a model to emulate or basically copy <laughs> in, in, in the community. So we, we had to start from scratch and understand that our goal was was to provide a, a forum for these services. And But we had to work through issues like how do they work together when there's confidentiality involved, that sort of thing. And and, and which, which services do we want to make sure are located in the North End here at Fishline? And so in order to understand uh, how to make that decision, we, of course, we understood through our 51 years of service, uh, essentially what kind of services people have most requested and needed in order to reach uh, stability. But then we went out to the community and a couple of community forums and uh, other more formal approaches to collecting responses and feedback and, and heard from first responders and educators and others about what they saw in the community to be gaps in service areas that we we wanted to be able to provide support for. Once we understood that, we had then a suite of services that we could then reach out into the greater Kitsap area and say, you aren't on the north end already. Would you be willing to come and join us and provide your services to the north community? And that's essentially how it's worked. And and in most cases, the providers said, yes, we'd love to come and, and be part of this. It makes sense for us to be able to reach out to your client base in the north Kitsap community. And we really want to see if this model will work. And so uh, we had a lot of really wonderful providers, including the YWCA, the, uh, our Kitsap Community Resources, housing folks, employment, uh, and we even now have a seven-chair dental clinic for um, wow. uh, sliding-scale Medicaid affordable dental care, which has not existed in the North End for many years. So these were all designed to meet a specific need that had been made clear to us through our communication with the community. It would seem to me, Linda, that uh, the needs have really changed or, or, or even increased since, say, the inception in 1967. Uh, are things different now, and if so, why? Oh, my gosh. that's That's been an interesting evolution. Um, 
and we could speak to this on a national scale as well as a local scale, sure. but um, the, I can give you one example from my volunteer time in the uh, smaller location we had up on Third Avenue. Um, once we moved into a, a bigger building, um, that we were not only in a, a space that was almost three times the size of our previous space, but our daily client visits slowly began to uh, triple as well. So we are seeing that the need is not diminishing, but we are also, I think, beginning to look at when when someone comes into the food bank for food, that's probably not the only uh, problem they're facing. Mm. There was there were some events in their lives that came together to that that brought them in to a place where they needed groceries. They weren't able to, uh, they, they were sacrificing uh, either rent, uh, deciding between rent and groceries, or they've had a catastrophic illness, or fixed income seniors whose medical bills have exceeded their, their ability to um, live on Social Security, or just a, a whole number of, of issues that, have, that kind of come together that, that bring people in the doors, or just basically the underemployed. Um, a lot of working families that mm. that have uh, the expense of children and um, their education and all their needs, and uh, they're not they're not able to uh, buy groceries that um, without sacrificing something else in their lives. And it's wonderful so, that as those needs have evolved, you've been there along with partner organizations and certainly local community members and businesses to meet those needs. I want to remind folks that they're listening to Your Community Matters right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. I'm Eric Crema, your host. On the phone with me, I have two wonderful women who are involved in Fishline Food Bank and Comprehensive Services. It's Mary Nader, who is the Executive Director and Linda Burris, Market and Facilities Manager. We're talking about all the changes that are going on, not only with that organization, but the surrounding community and the pressures that have been mounting in, in a lot of areas in terms of need. Uh, I would love for you to go to their wonderful website. It's a great website, uh, fishlinehelps.org. So altogether, fishlinehelps, with an S, dot O-R-G. If you want to use the phone and uh, talk about donations of time and money and that sort of thing, 360-779-4191. That's 360-779-4191. Well, welcome back, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get right back into the conversation. Uh, I'll go. I'll go to you, Mary, on this question. Describe the reaction of the local community to the vision that you had, and now ultimately have in the building and your facility and your operation as it stands today. Oh yeah, I think there is definitely. We sure felt this during our grand opening celebration this past weekend that there's a real sense of community solidarity and support for Fishline in general. Fishline's mm-hmm. been around a long time, and it's, and it's, uh, there's a great love and, and respect for the work that's being done here. And the community is so, um, it's just such a good and giving community that, that Fishline becomes an, oppor- an opportunity for people to express that, to care for their neighbors. And so, it, in general, people have supported Fishline through the years. I could tell you many stories that would just that would bring tears to your eyes. Mm. It's so astounding sometimes. But in the case of of this particular um, this particular model of care and this new facility, 
it's really been surprising to uh, to hear people kind of feel like, why haven't we done this before? You know, it makes a lot of sense to folks that that we're taking this step into this kind of comprehensive care provision, and it and and I and it, because of the fact that we that people realize that this could make such a difference in bringing people to a to a better place in their lives, a more secure place to resolve their issues, to to give them a solid footing from which to grow in the future, that they're they're really all, all on board. And so I think our, our community has been supportive in ways that we couldn't have ever anticipated. And I think we're going to see even more so as as the years go on because the community does believe in what we do. Well, I'll tell you, myself, my wife and daughter have been involved in Fishline, at least in the perimeter, I, I would say, just occasionally donating. But uh, we've made a commitment internally in in our family to, to do more, and I hope others do as well, to go to fishlinehelps.org and learn more about it. Now, of course, it's near near and dear to our hearts because we live in that general area, so <laughs> it, we see the good work that you're doing uh, pretty much every day. Uh, another uh, charity that we donate to, um, they uh, they send out a kind of a flyer that talks about the people that they help. And I'm always struck by the stories that they have because they sure. quite often start out with everything's fine. They, you know, they, they were, maybe they were married and they had children, they had a home, they had a job and all this stuff. And it's amazing how fast a lot of that can collapse in a person's lives, mm-hmm. life. And so, um, Linda, I was wondering if you can talk about your typical clients and describe what circumstances brings them to need your services. I... Um... I'm not sure there is a typical client. They're, they they come in uh, with all sorts of um, pre-existing circumstances that ultimately have brought them uh, to our door. And I think I mentioned a little bit in describing the day-to-day that we have the fixed-income seniors that maybe have illnesses. We have the young families who... Um, are underemployed or um, dad doesn't make enough for mom to work and the family afford daycare. Mm-hmm. So mother stays home with the kids and they're a one income family. And um, we have, uh, gosh, help me here, Mary, all just every scenario you can possibly think of. We have homeless. Mm-hmm. We have, um, I would imagine you have people with substance abuse that, Maybe you're not able to get a yeah. job or hold a job, and they just need some help until they get on their feet. Right. And then And now we can have some wraparound services that mm-hmm. maybe can – and first of all, I mean, I've always thought that, that food is, is probably the most intimate gift we can give people. It is, it is what sustains us all. It's what our uh, family events are centered around. And mm. so if we can provide uh, a, a basic need of food – then we can start peeling back those layers and and discover what actually maybe brought them these families to the point where they not only needed our food but um sort of the cascading effect in their lives that have have forced them to be at this point and maybe now we can help them with one two or three of those other um, events that that brought them to us for food. Uh, you know, so, I was I was struck when I had a chance to look at the facility and go through it and learn about at least um, where where the grocery center was. 
There's mm-hmm. a real sense of dignity in the way that you interact with your clients. Um, Mary, can you talk to that a little bit? And also mm-hmm. tell us what you hope to accomplish with the new facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about the, the idea of, of, of respect and honor. And that's something that that was at the linchpin in, in all that we do. It's it's the reason why we created our fish buck distribution system in our market. Our market is, uh, or our food bank, is set up like a grocery store. It simulates that experience by providing people a budget of, of what's on the, on the computer. It's fictional, but it's a guideline. And it gives people a chance to shop as if they're in a normal store where people aren't involved in their decisions. People make choices based on what they can afford and what their family needs. That was a really big step toward destigmatizing the food bank experience. And you can feel the lifting of that, mm-hmm. of that pressure upon people in the minute they walk in the door. They don't feel as if they're embarrassed to be there. There's a, there's a positivity and a welcoming that takes that, that fear and that discomfort to some extent away. Uh, And it is that same hope that has driven all of what we do. When we put together a comprehensive services center, it was was to recognize that everyone goes through times like our clients do, like we all do, and that the best we can do is provide a safe place for people to come and tell their story just once instead of having to repeat it to every Mm. provider that they they have to ask help from. And then we can work together with our clients to create a plan for recovery and, and then, and then, and then a, a bright future. So all of what we do is, is, is focused upon making sure that our clients know that we are standing with them and there to support them, but we all understand that we're neighbors. And that, is, that defines the relationship we have with the folks who come here. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I, li- I like how you talked about the comprehensiveness of it because you're right. It, it isn't something you want to keep repeating. You want to, uh, you, you, you need the help, you want the help, but you also want to help yourself too. So, so that's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Linda, uh, obviously from the food and the costs of, uh, employee and, um, any marketing that you do, all of this takes money too. So talk about the donations that you accept and that you need to grow what you're already doing? Um, food sources you're speaking of specifically? Eric? Uh, in, anything within the, within the organization. So you had mentioned, for instance, uh, the dental services. Uh, does that then mean that local dentists donate time? They, um, I'm going to turn this one over to Mary. Oh, there, sure. There, we, there is a full-time uh, dentist and okay. hygienist and they will do extractions. So uh, in terms of of who is here and how they are paid, is that your interest? Well, I guess what I'm wondering is our listeners are at this point probably thinking, well, how can I help? Uh, what do you mm-hmm. need? Yeah. What, what do you need from us? And a lot of our listeners actually own businesses, and I know that sure. you work closely with businesses. So again, um, obviously money's nice because it's a liquid thing that you can then you know, allocate to various departments within your organization. But uh, besides the money donations, what else are you looking for? Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll well, ask I can, Mary that. From the market perspective, I can tell you um, that we have, we have an emphasis on healthy, fresh foods in our market. And we have a program in the, um, throughout the, the growing season called Grow a Row for Fish Line, where we encourage local gardeners to... Um, hmm to grow and harvest specifically for our market. We have donors from the Paulsville Farmer's Market. We have a quarter acre off-site that is uh, specifically um, planted and harvested for our market. 
and um, multiple donors throughout the growing season for to give folks a healthier option because there is like again there's a systemic effect with everything they do when food is uh, not at its optimum that they are consuming the processed foods and junk foods we like to give them choices that are healthier and are happy at the community's response to that in terms of uh, basic needs we have deodorant we have personal hygiene items we have pet food because even Mm. i mean pets are our lifeline sometimes and folks will sacrifice their own um, consumption in order to feed their pets so we want to be able to provide that diapers we um and baby food and and baby wipes, all of the expensive things that that um, go into providing for one's family, we like to assist with that. And um, we also have a thrift store called Second Season, which is um, entirely volunteer run, that helps uh, provide the funding for the food bank. And and um, so we accept clothing donations and small um, furniture and household items. Wonderful, wonderful, and I know and I, that. And I will go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. I just wanted to add one more thing, or, or another, another kind of a whole section of services or help that we would invite, and that is to support the non-food related items or, or, or care that we provide our clients, like for homeless support. We we really need this time of year blankets and sleeping bags mm, and yes. and uh, cell phones, you know, prepaid cell phones, and the kinds of things that people who who are basically living without permanent shelter would would need. Uh, We also have a uh, homeless support services program that helps people uh, hold on to their affordable places, maybe get into something affordable, uh, find suitable shelter space, that sort of thing, so that people in housing emergencies can have some options. Well, I'll tell you what, both both of you ladies have done a wonderful job today describing all that Fishline Food Bank and Comprehensive Services does. Uh, I have one quick last question for you, Mary. Uh, what's the next step for the organization? Well, I think everybody needs a vacation time, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> After this long, long journey, everyone's uh, going to take, take a little a moment to, uh, to reflect. Uh, but, but in essence, the organization really needs to stabilize now and kind of work through the processes that we, we've created now and make sure that they're working well um, to, to measure our effectiveness and be able to report on that and that sort of thing. So the organization just needs time to kind of grow into its new skin and, and, and feel comfortable before it takes another step of growth. But I know that we'll, we'll continue to build new programs. We add new programs every year based on the needs that, that become evident in our community. So I, I know this team well enough to know that we're always going to be evolving and growing. But uh, for now, we're just going to hang for a little bit and see how we can get this, this thing running really well. Wonderful. Well, uh, you're definitely off to a great start, both of you, and I really appreciate your time. Mary Nader and Linda Burris, you have a wonderful holiday season and just a wonderful 2019. Can you believe it? We're going into that new year. Um, No, just just keep on keeping on helping people. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, our audience here on 1150 AM are very generous, thoughtful people, and I do want them to write this down because I know they want to help too. Fishlinehelps.org. That's a great place to check out. Fishlinehelps.org or 360-779-4191. Stay tuned always right here on 1150 AM for great programming like this show, Your Community Matters. I'm Eric Rima saying have a great day.